Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Patreon. If you're interested in supporting the show, go to Patreon.com slash Joshua and become a $2 backer today and get early access to the new episodes. I'll be leaving a link in the description down below, but for now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Augment Experience Podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Josh Ravellis. I'm a student, musician, and a gamer at heart. Join me as I sit down every week to talk about all the latest news in the technology, business, and video game world. I hope you guys enjoy. everybody welcome back to the show my name is Joshua Velas. i am your host as usual and welcome back to the show obviously today is episode 61 of the show and as you guys voted on we are going to be talking about the well in the poll i put iphone 2020 leaks but i didn't have enough characters but really what we're going to be talking about is the whole i'd say iphone 2020 leak controversy that's been going on recently and this has been going on for about a few weeks now it's it's been a while and it's to me it's not really focusing on the leaks or focusing on what actually happened in the situation but it's mainly addressing the credibility of journalism when it comes to reporting these things and i mainly want to use today's episode to focus on you know questioning your sources and you know and i'm going to be referring to john prosser's video that he did on this because he's kind of part of this whole controversy what he ended up doing um, but he did say something that's very important that I want us to keep in mind. And it's what John said in this video that I'll put a link in the description so you can get an understanding of where he's coming from too, where it's like, he literally tells people stop believing everything you see on the internet. And I think that's very, very important, especially in today's day and age, when we, when we really think about it a lot of the information we get is from the media. And I'm also coming to understand this a little bit better myself due to my foundations of broadcasting class and understanding, you know, how this shift in receiving news and journalism and how all this has changed in the course of, you know, since we've had technology advance or technology advancing really. And it kind of came to the forefront in this entire situation, which we're going to be referring to what Ben Geskin. So if you guys don't know who Ben Geskin is, if we go on his Twitter page, Ben Geshin is a Apple and mobile tech news person. Obviously, he's a concept designer as well. And he's known for, I'd say, the most credible leak that he actually was the first, I'd say, one of the first people that leaked the iPhone X style design before, like years before it was even, before they even released it. And he, they, he leaked it and it was accurate. And that was his most accurate leak that he got because... You know, nobody was expecting the iPhone X to look like the way it did. And now it's become, you know, every part now, every iPhone looks like it, but you get what I'm saying. And what happened was Ben Gestion started going on Twitter and started posting concepts of what he believes that the 2020 iPhone 12 Pro 
looks like. And it mainly comes down to the whole, what really I'd say irked John and what caused this entire thing was the fact that he was claiming that the next iPhone will have no notch and that they would fit the entire face ID sense sensor system in the top bezel of the phone. And obviously, like this started spreading like wildfire because people really do not like the notch. Like, I find it funny how there was a, I believe there was a news article that somebody wrote where it's like, oh, people actually do care. Like people don't care about the notch. They, they don't mind. It's not a big deal. No, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. Cause a lot of people agree it's ugly and that we should have never gone in this direction to begin with, but here we are. But what's really interesting was I'd say the whole situation and how John responded and John was kind of upset. And I kind of agree with John on this one due to the fact that the renders, these whole render situation that Ben Gesson started putting out and started promoting that this is what, you know, and he started changing his wording a little bit so that I, I kind of agree with John like to save his ass a little bit so that he wouldn't, so that when people find out it doesn't look like this, he can say, well, it was just a render. It was a concept. I said it could, it wasn't. And this is very dangerous, especially because a lot of news outlets were running with this, were running with this story that they were saying, oh, leak of the 2020 iPhone. This is what it will look like. Face ID and top bezel. Like they started going all on board on this and they didn't bother questioning the legitimacy of it. And it became kind of more prominent. And this is where like John gets involved is when MKBHD retweeted, retweeted Ben Geskin's uh, renders. And he responded by saying that give it USB-C and ProMotion and I'm in. And Ben Geskin actually responded saying that's what we're all expecting. And obviously John, like personally, I'm going to say this now before I even go through this. I'm not focusing on the whole drama that this has all caused and like the whole beef. Well, I don't think there's really beef. It was just a, a conversation, but I'm not focusing on the drama, but I want you guys to understand that the whole purpose of this is to understand to why you should question your sources really in anything you should really question your sources and really you know question them and put it to the test but i continue obviously john responded no quotation marks we all are not and obviously ben gaskin asked john prosser what is he expecting and john obviously responded by saying a notch maybe smaller maybe more condensed but a notch nonetheless even if they can get the sensors that small they won't work under 2 to 2.5D glass, you know, that you use in the renders and that Quo says is being used. It's impossible. And then, you know, this goes into like a whole, like, it just goes down a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. And to me, it's baffling that a lot of big outlets like Android Central, you know, like all these, I, I, I know I only said Android Central, but you go to like all these big tech websites that just ran with these renders and said, this is what the new, the 2020 iPhone would look like. And it's baffling to me that there was a lack of journalism actually done here and didn't bother to question because Ben Gestion later went on and then he even like, he actually backtracked completely everything that he said. And he was so hundred percent sure that these would be correct and that this is what it would look like and then he's and then he changes his mind that oh wait there actually might be a notch i'm 60 percent confident there'll be like it's baffling to me that all these quote-unquote journalists or tech journalists don't actually you know 
do the facts. They don't check the facts. They don't check their sources. And this is very, very prevalent, especially with this entire situation going on with the 2020 iPhone, because it's like, we get it. The 2020 iPhone will be in theory, a transition that we will see a new design that we will. And obviously, yes, I get it. The new iPhones currently are selling like hotcakes. Like we get it. It's obviously the new iPhones and it's interesting. And I'll talk about that later, uh, probably in a later episode, but the, the new iPhones, they're selling hotcakes. People really like them because it's a good change of pace. But when we think about the 2020 iPhone and this whole leak situation, to me, it's just showing how most people don't, especially journalists specifically, and I'm not targeting any specific journalist. I'm not, I'm not going after them. I'm not, I'm just going to criticize them for, I'd say their lack of doing their job. And I know some people say, Ooh, Josh is throwing heat out here, but it's not really it's, but it's being honest and we have to be, you know, objective. We have to at least try to have some, at least be a difference between fairness and objective. And, you know, this is where it became very prevalent because they started posting these fake renders because this isn't really a prototype. Everybody knows this is not going to happen. It just won't because obviously a lot of the other leakers have confirmed that there still will be a notch. The notch will stay. We are expecting it. And the fact that everybody keeps adding these things like USB type C and promotion, like promotion. Okay. I'll give people benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying it won't happen, but eh. now USB type C, hmm. Apple, mm. uh, I highly doubt they'll put USB Type-C on the iPhones. They did it on the iPads. That's great. Um, on the iPad, it needed it because it was a different platform. But when it comes to the iPhones, highly, highly doubt it. I highly doubt we will ever see USB Type-C on those iPhones. We, I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm just saying realistically, knowing Apple's track record, they won't do it because they have been pushing lightning adapters for such a long time, they've been pushing this style of doing things for such a long time. I highly, 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 un, highly doubt it that we will see USB Type-C on an iPhone anytime soon. We won't. The 2020 iPhones, no, it's not happening. And if they do change their mind, well, color me damned. But the whole premise regarding this entire situation was is mainly just showing how bad a lack of true journalists was here or journalism skills was actually applied because it's kind of something we even talked about in my foundation of media or broadcasting closet, media and broadcasting that we talked about it, how nowadays journalism, the main critique people have is the lack of credibility, that there is no credible journalism going on right now, that it's all, it all seems like yellow journalism. And if you guys know what yellow journalism is for, you know, all the people that, you know, know what media and broadcasting and things in the ins and outs about that stuff obviously you know yellow yellow journalism re refers to a lot of fake news that's what the term means and to me it's kind of baffling how how crazy this entire thing has gotten to me it it's so baffling that we're relying so much on these quote-unquote leaks and we're not questioning our sources and we're not fact-checking and we're not actually going through and doing our homework and questioning our sources and it leads into this entire debacle where it just causes so much toxicity causes so much arguments causes so much i'd say yeah i'd say yeah disputes i'd say that's the right word to use in this scenario where it just causes so much because people are willing to blindly just go with whatever and they're not willing to question things especially in technology where this is where like it's kind of the whole thing that me and Juan always talk about really when he comes on is, you know, the lack of 
leadership in these discussions that the people that actually are informed about these discussions that are informed of what's going on aren't leading these discussions and informing their friends informing their families informing their groups and you know using their influence that they have with their if they're a public figure to actually promote real thoughtful insightful information that is well researched and you know it's it and then we kind of transition into this whole phase of just chasing clout and like i'm not saying ben guessing's a bad dude he's not a bad guy I, I i don't know the dude personally i don't have nothing against him personally i have nothing against him but i will say and i will agree with john on this one that it made it seem like this was just clout chasing and getting those twitter likes and i get it like yes he has one very very credible leak under his belt which was the iphone 10 leak and apl I applaud him incredibly for that. I I actually didn't know about that until like I watched the video with John where we're explaining the whole situation too. Where to me, it's just crazy. And I agree with John that we're just going in this rabbit hole as a tech community. And this is why a lot of people believe the YouTube tech community is very toxic is because this whole stigma that it's all about arguing, it's all about, you know, nobody can get along that it's always something that there always has to be something that pisses somebody off and it's crazy and i would say from my experience like being part of the tech youtube tech community and even like looking at a lot of the bigger channels and just realizing how toxic it can like it gets really toxic guys like like i know i'm being honest with you guys i'll be honest with you too that you know i kind of feel that fire a little bit but that's also because I make sure that when I give an opinion or I give a take on something, I always make sure that I'm as informed as possible. Or if not, I make it very clear that this is my opinion and my opinion alone. Because, you know, this is what I always tell people that want to become public figures or people that are public figures, that when you become active in the public limelight, you are open to criticism. It is fair game because you are not a private citizen, even if you're a private citizen too, which private citizen just means like an ordinary person that, you know, just, just lives their normal life and doesn't worry about being a public figure. But when you become a public figure and when you start putting yourself out there and when you start promoting content and sharing your views and sharing your opinions on some things, yes, you are opening yourself up to criticism and that's part of the gig. That's what happens. And, you know, depending on how you how you grow from those criticisms and how you and how you accept them or really how you respond to them, I think is a better term to use is where it is, where it's very crucial. And I just feel like nowadays we become so I'd say we've adopted really fanboy nature and it doesn't help that journalists, you know, tech journalists really aren't doing their job either. It doesn't help because they're not informing, you know, the mass the masses they're not they're not actually promoting real thoughtful insightful research but rather you know yellow journalism or fake news we're relying heavily on these leaks and like ideas and like quote on, like we're going in this i'd say circle in this rabbit hole where it's just causing so much issues and it all stems from the fact that we're not questioning what we see we're not actually thinking about it and sitting and saying wait this doesn't sound right something doesn't add up we're not and i get it not everyone is supposed to do this but i will say that for the people that are well informed and are doing their homework and are doing all the research and being you know focused on the market and understanding what's going on it it's kind of all it's kind of our fault guys and 
and it's like I said, it's what we always talk about when Juan comes on is we need to be leading these discussions with our friends and family in our community. We need to be leading these discussions and sharing what's in our head. And, you know, obviously there's a whole different way in how people share what's inside their head because obviously everybody has a different way of communicating. But we need to understand that we have to share this information because it's very crucial because it's what leads to these whole toxic conversations or fanboys and it led to like this very you know very egregious way of doing things and to me it's crazy because even companies they're kind of fueling this stuff too like we talked about it samsung fuels it apple fuels it you know like we keep getting this kind of stuff from the companies because they're eating this up they know they can like i'm not saying they're being malicious about it but i'm saying is they're playing up to it because that's what everybody is doing and they believe that's what they should do and realistically, that's not what they should do. It's really, we should be trying to understand what's going on, like what actually is going on. And with this whole iPhone leaks situation and controversy, it just brought to the limelight that guys, we need to start questioning what we are actually looking at. We need to question the sources. We need to question these leaks. We have to question these things. We should not be afraid to question something just because it looks accurate. Because just because something looks 99.999999% accurate does not mean it's absolutely right. There may be some stuff that's wrong about it. Like, and I get it. It's much different when the company starts leaking a lot of the stuff, you know, like actual photos of the product. Like, I'm talking to you, Google. Like, we know you did it with the Pixel 4 and we're excited because it's the last phone to come out of the year. So we're excited for that. But it's for example like take the oneplus phones take the like take the iphones like of this year like keep in mind we already knew what this year's iphones would look like sure there was a lot of speculation on what they would do if they would do a hole punch in the display if they would do stuff like that obviously we knew that wasn't gonna happen the notch was staying and all they're doing is triple cameras and just change the back and then you know etc and so far yeah i think to me personally this is a reason why when i cover leaks I make sure that I question a lot of the things going on and I make sure that, you know, I look into it myself and it, it's kind of holding myself responsible. But at the same time, you guys are holding me accountable because if I give false information. You guys can call me out on it and I will go and actually realize, oh, there's something wrong. Let me go back and let me fix this or address it. And that's really what I like to do because that's how it should be done. You should be willing to take criticism. And I'm, I'm mainly speaking to the guys and girls that, you know, produce content that make like, you know, make content for a large subscriber base, or, you know, maybe if you don't even have a large subscriber base, maybe you only got a thousand or less than a thousand, that's still great. Like you still have some influence on some people, but that does not mean just because you have a small number doesn't mean that you should get away with spreading false information and not doing your homework and being lazy you should not do that and i'll be honest sometimes if it's something that i just know off the top of my head i won't do that much research into it and i'll be honest with you guys but if it's something that i know that i am not that well versed in or it's something that you know especially like if it's a guest then i'll obviously go by what they're saying but I'll also look into what they've actually done. I'll look at their previous works. What have they actually worked on? What is their stance on these things? Like, and go through and do that stuff. But when it comes to topics that I'm just not that familiar with, 
I will do my homework. I will do my research. I will read articles that are actually well-informed and well-supported articles that are accurate and go through and start breaking it down. And that's kind of what needs to be done. Now, I understand that the average consumer is not going to do this. They're going to look at reviews. They're going to look at influencers. They're going to look to people that quote unquote know what they're talking about. And I'm not focusing on the average consumer right now because I don't believe it's their fault, but I do believe it's their fault for not questioning their sources. And I blame journalists specifically because of lack of actually doing your job. And I know that sounds like I'm being very harsh. That sounds like I'm being very mean. I have nothing. I have no ill intent in my heart when I say that. I really don't. But I am frustrated that we've gotten to this point that we rely heavily on clickbait, that we rely heavily on fake journalism or yellow journalism. And we rely so heavily on just going by what the quote unquote leaks say and not question it and not do the research. And it's very scary, especially given this day and age, that we are very leak heavy. We live in a culture when it comes to technology where we always rely on leaks, where we rely on, oh, this birdie told me this. We heavily rely on it. And we need to be very careful, especially in the situation, because this can lead to some very, very bad scenarios, guys. Like, I'm being honest with you. Like, if we, this can lead to some very, very bad things. This can. I don't know exactly what it will lead to, but I am very certain this will lead to something that once you open it, you can't take back. And and that's kind of why, you know, people, they always say when you want to do journalism and you want to do content, and everything, they tell you tread waters lightly. Be mindful of what you're saying, because what you say, yes, you are allowed to say right whatever you want you're protected by if you live in the u.s you're protected by the first amendment you are allowed to say whatever the heck you want as long as it doesn't present a clear and present danger but that only has been used once but that does not mean that you are not open to criticism you are very open to criticism if you say something bad about somebody and it is proven to be liable and you said it with ill intent then yes you can be sued for it now you can prove if it's true or not because you know it, it leads into a whole bunch of legal stuff but you get what i'm saying is you are open to criticism. You are allowed to have your opinion, even if it's wrong or right. You are allowed to have your opinion. You are. But you can be criticized for your opinion and you have to be OK with that. And to me, it's crazy how with this whole leak culture, everybody goes so defensive when it comes to the leaks. They're like, oh, this is a leak. Oh, this has to be true. Uh, anybody that questioned this is dumb. They don't know what they're talking about. And you know, this leads into like this whole toxic, like it's what I mentioned is like, it's just a toxic cycle that just constantly keeps enforcing itself. And it's very, very concerning. And we not only as I'd say, well, I'm not going to say I'm an influencer. I'm nowhere near that. Like I'm not, I'm going to be humble. I'm not going to go anywhere near that. Like I'm nowhere near Juan and their level. I'm no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm being humble. Like as somebody that is informed on what's going on in the market and somebody that does my homework, it's my responsibility to make sure that when I share information, I make sure that it's as accurate as possible and that I did my homework and that I show my homework. Cause you know, it's kind of the thing like it's think of it like when you're taking a test in a test or in a test, you're taking a test for a class. The teacher tells you, Hey, I'm only grading the right answer. I'm not going to look at your work to get, but if 
you get something wrong and you don't have work, then we can't really talk about it. But that's why you always show your work to show where you went wrong or why you got it right. Because if you do that, that shows that you understand the ins and outs of the problem and that you understand what is being asked of you or that you understand the information that is being presented. And a lot of people seem to ignore this. They rather just rely on having something do everything for them or somebody do it all for them and not question it, which that's a like that's a very dangerous thing. That's why I say for me, I always have. I'd say semi hot takes when it comes to stuff, because, you know, I obviously I make sure that I know what I'm talking about. I make sure that I look at articles. I look at what's actually being said. I question those articles, too. If there's something sketchy in them, I will catch I will catch them and I will question it. But I make sure I'm well informed on the topic. And if I see somebody else talking about it and it shows that, you know, maybe something doesn't line up or and the, but I ask them, what do you mean by this like this specific part? and let them explain and hear them out and then share with them what I feel. And then, you know, it goes from there and becomes a healthy discussion, a conversation. This doesn't become a, an argument. This doesn't become a debate. This becomes a conversation of sharing like where we're coming from and sharing what's in our heads and, you know, putting it in the table so that if somebody else sees it, they see two different viewpoints and they can not choose which one's right or wrong, but take those two points into mind and then generate their own opinion because of it, or take those two viewpoints, add it with their opinion and then come to a decision. That's what's really good about this stuff. But it just feels like nowadays we've kind of gone into this whole toxic circle where, you know, we can't really do that as effectively as we want to nowadays. And it it really sucks. To me, it sucks. And I only pray and hope that, you know, that real, I'd say, people that are really interested in understanding technology, understanding the market, come through and actually you know lead these discussions and not rely on fake journalism or relying on leak or leak culture to share information just to get the clout i really hope that we come to a day where this is under control and that we start to undo a lot of that toxic stigma that's known for the tech community because a lot of people believe the tech community is incredibly toxic they do it's they like obviously i know sports sports well, sports fan clubs yeah that that can get toxic um cowboys i'm talking about you um, <laughs> um okay if you're a cowboys fan please don't come at me like but i will say this, the cowboys suck so get over it um <laughs> oh i'm so gonna get hate for that but you get what i'm saying and i really hope this episode is very helpful for you guys I, like I said, I wasn't focused on the leaks that much because I don't want this to be focused on the leaks. I don't even want this to be focused on the whole discussion or conversation that was going on between Ben Geskin and John. And if you're interested in learning about John's viewpoint, I'll put the video in the description below so you guys can actually understand where John's coming from and why he says what he says. But this is my take on it. So I hope you guys understand that this is my take. So take that into consideration that this is my take. And I hope that you guys understand that you walk away informed knowing that you you should not trust everything you see on the internet. And I'll take that quote from John because it's so true. You should not just trust everything you see on the internet. You should not. You should question things with a grain of salt or take things into a grain of salt and then put it to the test. That is how you'll know if it's true or if it's false. When you put it to the test, if it passes the test, it's true. If it fails, it, it's, it's, it doesn't work. So I hope you guys really enjoyed today's episode. To me, I know it seems like I'm coming off very negative. I'm really not. I'm not negative in any aspect. I have no 
ill intent in my heart towards any people involved or towards people that or towards journalists i don't i just want them to understand that you are accountable for what you say and a lot of what's going on is a lack of credibility and a lack of actual journalism is going on and i hope that you guys understand that i'm not i'm not per, i'm not targeting guys i'm just saying you what you do can be criticized and i'm criticizing what you're saying and i hope it's constructive criticism because i'm not just going to tell you what's wrong but i'm going to tell you hey what you're doing is not right here's an idea on how you can fix it and that's constructive criticism it's not just focusing on the negatives of what one person is doing but you tell them what good have you done what obviously address what happened and address how you can go forward from there that is what constructive criticism looks like and i hope that i provided some constructive criticism in this entire discussion but i hope you guys enjoy i love you guys to death i will see you guys friday because friday is going to be a great episode because juan is coming back on the show i know what you guys are saying you guys are saying josh how many times has juan been on the show already like why don't you just have him on the show as a regular i'm like true we'll think about that but we're gonna have a great discussion on friday so i hope you guys come back and listen it's gonna take a little bit of time to upload friday's episode because i'm not recording it on thursday like i normally do for friday episode this will be recorded on friday and go live friday so you know <laughs> so be patient with me it's gonna take some time but i hope you guys enjoy i love you guys to death. have yourselves a wonderful week and i'll see you guys friday Bye, guys. Hey there. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day and listening to today's episode. If you're interested in supporting the show, whether it be financially, clicking the follow button, or just sharing the episode, it all works for me, guys. Thank you guys so much for your time, and I love you guys to death. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.